Hello, this is Alex from our session. The following episode contains sensitive topics that may bring up uncomfortable emotions for some. This episode mentions negative body image, disordered eating, abuse, and bullying. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you, and listen with care. So we are recording. So I'll just start. Okay. What you gotta do? Here we go. All right. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this we are in episode. Was it fourteen? Uh, oh my gosh. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So um, this is actually uh, a different kind of episode. I had an idea. And I was talking to my supervisor, Jen, who we have with us today in Yay. studio. Hi, Jen. <laughs> All Hello. the way from Virginia, Minnesota. Well, right. I'm in Hoyt Lakes, but yes, <laughs> close <Lakes>. enough. <laughs> Somewhere up, up on the range. Somewhere on the Iron Range, <laughs> just up there, up north, closer to Canada. <laughs> yes, A. And uh, so just to give a little background, because we did have Jen on an episode, a whole episode, and something went wrong with the recording and we lost it. We lost the sound. So we're trying this again. So just a quick little introduction on Jen. Uh, Her name is Jen Elmberg, and she is a LICSW psychotherapist at Insight Counseling in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yes, correct. And uh, just to say what an LICSW is, it's a licensed clinical, well, licensed independent independent clinical clinical social social worker. worker. Yes. (laughs) So she is the (laughs) bomb.com. And LIC was just for licensed. Well, like, and and I just said that too. So I, I apparently thought it was too. So you're not alone. And this is what the license I'm going for, which is I should know that. (laughs) But, <laughs> I hope you know that. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll get there eventually. Um, so, so this is um, basically a part one of a two-part series that Jen has labeled or titled "Fat <laughs> Fat Shit." <laughs> because uh, you agreed to it, so I, it wasn't no, I, just I, me. It was amazing. It, it, it just hit it on all levels. Um, and basically how uh, we came about this was we were in consultation one day and I think we were talking about um, a TikTok that yeah. we had seen this uh, girl set her story, uh, a three, she had a three-part TikTok and it was, and I'll uh, get the name, but it was all about her when she started dieting when mm-hmm. she was little and it was uh, pressured by her grandparents. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I felt that because that's what happened with me. And, and therefore I, I started a very horrible, dangerous dieting cycle, which led to eating disorders, um, still is present to this day and how much all of us have this that we don't talk about. And Jen said, oh my gosh, me too. And so we both started sharing our stories and I thought we need to do a podcast about this. And I think for sure 
I think the women need to lead it because even though I think men have it too, I think that women just don't talk about it enough. And I think the men talk about it too, but we're just going to see how this goes with the women first and it's, have- It's also a bit more rampant. Yeah. I think for women than it is for men. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I first want to say just, I honor and I'm just so proud of the three of us for sharing our stories, which we're all a little nervous because me, the, and Jen um, want to talk about what we've been through. And so I am so excited to start this you know, series and maybe it will lead into even more parts because I would love to get viewers opinions and their stories too. So how we're going to start off is Jen is going to tell her personal story with what she's experienced. So take it away, Jen. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. All right. No pressure yeah, no pressure. Um, so I, it was, I was thinking about this too. Like, where do I even start like this right. story? Because I'm like, well, like when I don't have, like, I love how the gal that you had shared, uh, that video, that TikTok video. Mm -hmm. I love how she was like, you know, like when I was nine or when I was eight, like, I feel like she had a really distinct time that she, like, and I, I was trying to think, I'm like, I don't have a vivid memory of it being something like, did it start at birth? Like, I don't know, but I remember a lot of my childhood just being like critiqued about the way that I looked and not even just necessarily, like my weight, but also like hearing, like I would have adults call me exotic, like say that I looked exotic and I'm like, Ooh, it just never sat well with me as a child. And I hear people now, like I actually had this conversation with my therapist. Cause I was like, it bugs me when people say did the you word grow exotic. Up in Minnesota? What's that? Did you grow up in Minnesota? I did. I grew up in Northern Minnesota. And so mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, I've actually lightened up as I've gotten older, but I was, I was pretty dark as a child. And so it was, yeah. And so I was a lot darker than a lot of the other, you know, like the standard, you know, um, Scandinavian blonde Mm. hair, blue eyes kind of, so I looked a little different, I guess, than some of the other kids. Well, and, and you, you, cause you do have native family yes yes and they yeah they yeah you know and even it was it's funny even like compared to my brother who's a year older um than me like even him he was like blonde hair blue eyes and like we have the same parents but it's just crazy how different he and I look from each other like he looks as white as white could be and I did not like I was my uncles would tease my mom and say she picked up the wrong baby at the hospital because like look at pictures of me and I was like I I looked like I was mixed race like you know like Mm -hmm. I had a parent who was African-American or something and it was just you know so um but so I would hear these things about like the way that I looked and that I looked different and that I look you know but then in addition to that like also about like my weight like I've always had a chubby face I could be I think I told you this, Alex, like I could, I could be underweight and my face would still have this like chub on it and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Didn't, you know? didn't we, didn't we uh, realize that? Well, it's from the TikTok video. It's the Irish yeah. face or something. It's Irish, which you have in your yeah. blood as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, 
<laughs> there is nothing I can do about this, <laughs> like outside of like get plastic surgery to reconstruct my entire face. Like that's just, that's just me. So I, I feel like, and I had adult caregivers who were like giving me incentive, like, I'll give you $5 if you lose five pounds when I was like seven or eight. And I'm like, and I look back at pictures of me and I'm like, I was not even, I was not even overweight. Like I wasn't even like, I had a chubby face and of course I had a little bit of baby fat on me, but what seven or eight year old doesn't, you know, I mean, I think that that's pretty normal and even healthy at that age, you know? So it was just like I had, and I was very scrutinized. Like if I ate anything that had sugar in it, it was like, nope, put that down. That's going to make your ass fat. Literally like, you know, I had adults saying that to me and and stuff. And so it was just like, it, it became kind of this thing of like, and not that they were doing anything intentionally to like harm me. Like, I, I mean, overall, I feel like my parents did the best that they could with, you know, and, and all of the adults, like my aunts and uncles and grandparents, I think they did the best that they could with what they knew to be right. You know what I mean? I think it's like this generational thing, you know, as like, my mom was also criticized for her weight and for the way that she looked. And like, that was just a normal thing that you did when you cared about somebody was like, you criticized them. Or the way that they look like it's just you know, general so it's a generational um thing and you know so they and I think when I got into my teenage years and I developed an eating disorder and that kind of all came to light that was really when my oh. parents started to notice I have a that, question I yeah I back up just a second so you pretty young age you said seven or eight they're they're saying like oh the sugar put that down did they actually say your ass is going to, or it's going to go to your ass or your mm-hmm. ass is going to get fat. So that's a really young age. You probably didn't even really understand at that mm-hmm. point what was happening. So do you recall what age you were when you thought, Oh, I better not eat this cookie or cupcake because it's going to go to my ass when you were able to put that together because it had been kind of eaten. In I was, I, I mean, this is like my earliest memories. I can remember being at so I was, probably like the earliest I can remember things. I was probably like five. I don't really remember much of my childhood prior to that, mm-hmm. um, to be a hundred percent honest. So my earliest memories are basically of people like saying things like that to me or critiquing, you know, the way that I was eating or things like that when I was, you know, very, so, very so young. right away to like answer his question, yeah. right from yeah, the get go, you were thinking right this away. is going to make me fat. Like this is yep. bad. Like mm-hmm. what I'm eating is bad. So yeah. I was like right away. And it wasn't, and it wasn't always like, that's going to go to your ass or things like that. It was also like, well, you want to be healthy, don't you? Or like, you know, like guilting and shaming, um, into it's like, all, it's all on you. Yeah. Yep. But the thing of it is, and, and the thing I remember noticing at a very young age is like my cousins and siblings who were like really small, just naturally, like very naturally skinny and small and didn't have the same bone structure or, you know, as me, none of them got critiqued, not a single one of them. Like if we all were like sharing a can of pop, I was the one who would get like like, oh, but Jen can't have as big of a serving. It's like, mm-hmm. so it was always like get me getting, and I, I didn't have diabetes. 
I didn't have any like kind of chronic health issue or anything that would, but you know, I noticed from a very young age of like that would get restricted for me versus like my, you know, like my brother, for example, like he could eat a box of little Debbie's and nobody would say shit to him. But like me, I'm like, if I picked up one chocolate chip, I was, it was like, oh shit, you're going to gain a lot of weight and that's going to be bad for you. And you're going to get sick and you're going to get fat and you're going to, you know, and I would get these like talks that were like in the name of health, I think more so than like, but, and that's why I say, like, I don't think they ever did it intentionally to like scar me as a child or like make things hard. I mean, I think overall my parents had the best intentions for me, but it got very misconstrued because just of society. I think society in general told them that like, if you have a kid who is not this tiny little pipsqueak, you need to really watch out because, you know, like it's, yeah, they're going to have a hard time they're going to have a hard time. And so I think there was those fears for my parents too. And it's totally a, like, this is how we protect you sort of thing. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was like, uh, like I'm trying to protect you. It wasn't uh, like, I'm trying to just be mean or be, you know, heartless to you. Like it was done out of love, which I know sounds kind of messed up, but it was truly done out of love. Um, and it, it didn't really like click with me that it was done out of love until um, I read the book by Evelyn Tribble, Intuitive Eating. This was a few years ago. And I was like, oh my God, because she has a whole chapter on um, where like she talks about like letting your kids just eat intuitively and just letting them, you know, kind of develop their own eating habits and things and like your body will work itself out. And it, she talks a little bit about like society's impact, how like grandmas are like, no, no, he's got to eat. He's got to keep eating and like shoving food down a kid's, like a baby's mouth, you know, when they're not like the baby is turning its head away, like, no, I'm not hungry. Like, that's not what I want. So she talks a little bit about that in that book. And it started to dawn on me that like, this was much deeper than like, you know, for a long time, I was kind of angry, especially at my dad. Um, for like these things, cause he tended to, he tended to be the most critical, like, of you know, and for a long time, my dad's a huge health nut. So for a long time, I was kind of angry at him about it. And I never put the pieces together that it was just like, this wasn't him hating me or like trying to be mean to me. It was him. It was his way of trying to like protect me from the world <laughs> and, you know, protect my health and all of that. And it, you know, it backfired, unfortunately, but I think he ultimately did the best that he could with what, you know, information he had at that time. Um, but it like, once I got older and I started developing an eating disorder and things like that, that was when it started to come to light that like, Oh, maybe the way we've been approaching this hasn't been the healthiest, like maybe that hasn't. And that's when my parents and like other kind of adult caregivers in my life really started to back off of me. Um, How old were you I, when, when you thought, <clears throat> or when you did develop an eating disorder? I was about 12 or 13, okay. um, somewhere in there. And so okay. that's when I really started. Um, I had kind of bulimia through, not kind of, I did <laughs> bulimia through, um, 
Good for um, you for taking it kind of out of there. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, you're not kind of only like you are. <laughs> um, so, yes, I was bulimic um, around that age. And I like and nobody really knew about it. And as as what happens with a lot of people who have bulimia is like a lot of times people it's not like anorexia where a lot of times they get really you know skinny and frail and lose their menstrual cycle and things like that bulimia a lot of times you stay like at this kind of plateau of weight but it's still very disordered eating it's still very unhealthy and you know and so um it wasn't until like that got discovered probably a year or two into me like having this eating disorder that like people were like oh shit like this isn't okay Uh wow yeah and and that's been honestly up until the last probably I I mean it's disordered eating in some way shape or form whether like bulimia or orthorexia where it's like you're overly obsessed with like health and diet and wellness and things like that like that has basically kind of plagued me all throughout my adult life. Like I have not up until probably the last three years, I didn't really start getting better with recognizing that that's kind of the cycle that I was still in, even though I wasn't like binging and purging, I was, I was still very disordered in my thought process when it came to food Um, my thought process when it came to my body image all of these things were just so fucked up Um, can we we step back for two seconds Mm -hmm. Um, did you say orthorexia orthorexia I've I've never heard of this yeah it's it's newer it's yeah it's the it's the basically like you people are becoming obsessed with only eating like the I only eat raw food. I only eat, you know, vegan. I only eat like they finally have now made a disorder where it's like, it's it's coming. It's the obsessive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not just people who are like, oh, I want to be healthy. I think I'm going to start the keto diet or, you know, things like that. It's not just like kind of the, the people who are just like aware of health related things. It's really Mm -hmm. about like the people who get obsessed with it and like, you go all in and you know yeah, it, it's a part of your course. unhealthy yeah it's like an unhealthy level of of you know functioning in that um yeah in in health basically health related things so right yeah. it's not about what you're that you're helping your body is the control that you have over it, it, your body. it's a hundred percent about the control like it, mm-hmm. it truly is it's not i mean under the guise of like I'm helping my body. (laughs) I'm being healthy. I'm doing health conscious things. It's really, it's, it's, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing, you know? And and they have a name for that with, uh, I don't know if they have a name for it, but they talk about that also with like the, um, over-exercising too, right? Like the, yeah, I think it kind of falls into the same category, um, of like, sorry, you see my son's like, Freddie Fazbear. Anyways, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, they have, there is a specific name for that to Alex and I cannot, I'm drawing a blank. I can't. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's just lumped in with most eating disorders. Yeah. I think it might be lumped in with that, but I don't know without having my DSM straight in front of me. We're having our fact checker V look into it. There you go. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Um, 
but yeah, I, I mean, so throughout my adult life, that's something that I struggled with. And I really like, it makes me sad sometimes when I think about like, I have two adult children. I have my oldest is going to be 20 in March. And then I have a 18 year old and, um, and even like my 15 and 10 year old, like it makes me sad that I didn't really find a good place to be with my relationship with food and my relationship with like health and wellness kind of related things and body image and all of that until like three years ago, because I'm like, I realize sometimes with some of the things that my kids say or do, I'm like, Oh, I fucked you up. Like, Oh, I'm so so sorry. (laughs) That's my bad. (laughs) You know, like there's not a lot you can like do once they've reached that point, except for like, just acknowledge it and apologize and try to help them repair their relationships but you know so my question yeah. now is you know you said the last three years you've kind of come to this realization what what happened in the last three years what sparked that right was there transition? a catalyst <laughs> I don't know I mean I think a lot of it was like I didn't I didn't know what intuitive eating was until I picked up Evelyn Tribble's book And I started reading Evelyn, uh, I started reading intuitive eating and um, I was like, oh, people do this. Like this actually is like a thing. Um, And it kind of floored me like that. That's a real thing that, you know, people just like listen to their body and just eat and exercise the way that they do listening to their body. Like I didn't realize that that was even like that you could even do that. And so that was what I guess started the thought. And I'm still, you know, I'm not there 100%. But I think that was kind of the catalyst for me was even just hearing about the book and picking it up and deciding to read it that I was like, oh, like I can think about this differently and I can change the relationship that I have. The other thing I think too was just um, the more I've been on like things like TikTok, I've noticed my relationship um with like body image you know as Uh horrible as social media can be (laughs) it can also be a really great thing too because there's a lot of like if you're on the right algorithm (laughs) in TikTok or on Mm -hmm. Facebook or things like that if you have the right algorithm going for you there's a lot of like body positivity and there's a lot of women who um and men who are sharing like normalizing normal bodies like it's fine if I have you know um a stomach like that's just that's a part of my body um my husband has also I think that's been part of it too is like I can't even remember when this was but I was wearing um I think I told, I sent you a text like this, Alex, the other day, the one that you said you like to wake up to, um, like where I was like, when I look at myself in the mirror yes. from the front, I'm like, oh yeah, like you look good. Cause I have that curvy kind of curvy from the front. Yeah. I'm a curvy temptress from the front. When I turn to the side though, I'm like, who the hell just ate a giant watermelon? Like what <laughs> just happened? Like how much beer did you consume I mean like it's really like it gets and so I'm like what the hell like you know and my husband this was a few years back but I had said something like I was wearing like a bodycon skirt and I was like from the front I was like oh like 
this looks really, really good. And then I turned to the side and I was like, what the hell? Like, oh my God, <laughs> like, what is that? And I like, my husband has mastered the art of like, like that question, you know, honey, do I look fat in this? Yes. Like he has, he's a master. Like you should teach classes on how to answer that because he's always <laughs> done a really, really good job with like, yeah, like knowing the right way to answer, but he was, and I'm like, like, does this look bad? And he's like, what your stomach? And I was like, yeah, like, I mean, like there's a big bump and he's like, yeah, that's literally your uterus. Like that's your organs. Like, what do you, do you want me to take them out for you? Or like, I'm like yeah, okay. Good point. Like that's just the way that they are. So, but like hearing things like that and then hearing people like on TikTok talk about those kinds of things too. I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I'm not supposed to look like a supermodel. Like I'm not supposed to have an incredibly flat stomach and just like, that's not really like the way that my body is designed to be. Cause it never, it's never even about that. It's almost like when you're asking, do I look fat? You're just saying like, am I okay? Like, am I still, am I still worth something? Right. Exactly. Any kind of, and that's why, and I feel bad for people have to answer this, but at the same time, it it really sucks to be in that place to be like, I feel like because I look, you know, fat in this or whatever, that means because my head works like this, that I'm worth nothing. And I look like shit. So it's like, you know, um, even when you, when you hear so many times people say, I did lose all the weight and I still don't feel, I still feel, good. Yeah, I still feel bad about myself. Right. You will always find something and it just, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and when you're talking about the social media and you were just, you just mentioned like, I'm not supposed to look like a supermodel along those lines. Those supermodels don't actually look like those supermodels. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, like they've been airbrushed. They've been, you know, mm-hmm. mod- the pictures have been modified. In a well, and they've spent days. like three hours in makeup, you know? Right, right. But the, but see, to me, this is not the supermodels. It's, <laughs> I love the cocaine diet. Um, <laughs> it's not the supermodels so you compare yourself to. It's the your friend of yours who lost 30 yeah. pounds on keto. That's that what you compare yourself to. Mm-hmm. Like why? You know, like, it's, not, it's not out of reach. You can do it too. You can be happy and, you know, it's like, wait, wait a minute. But that, that throws me right back into the cycle mm-hmm. of dieting. And like, I'm supposed to get away from that. So it's like. But that friend, we lost 30 pounds. Like you just said, like, although what she's posting or he, what they're posting is, you know, look what I did. I, I, I look good. They don't have a new outfit or whatever, but they probably still have those same. Yes. Mental. Mm-hmm. Things. Right. They're asking right. themselves. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. That's why it's like such a shitty game to play and yeah. so that's why you you there's a part of yourself that's reaching out to your nearest person saying just tell me I'm okay do I look fat or you know and and <laughs> you're just wanting that comfort of like because even when they say like no you or no if they say like oh you look beautiful it's like beautiful give me fat you know like mm-hmm. you just can't I win. didn't ask you if I was beautiful <laughs> I asked you if I look fat like well and I think great. that that's like I, I mean that's like you had said something, Alex, before it, um, to me about like taking back the word fat, like, cause, yeah. and I, I have even where I've said like, like, yeah, I, I look kind of fat in that picture or whatever. And like somebody has said like, no, you're so pretty. And I'm like, I didn't say I wasn't pretty. I didn't say <laughs> I was not pretty. I just said, I look fat. <laughs> like, I can be both. <laughs> right. Know? Cause then that, and then that goes into like the not validating. You're like, dude, come on. Right. Like yeah. I look like, like what I'd say, Dane DeVito in my last Halloween costume. <laughs> oh my and everyone's God. like, you don't look like Dane. It's like, 
Um, come on, you know, like it was a pretty apple. Play. I'll put it up on Facebook, but um, just, I look terrible, and it's just like that's okay. Just let me validate, you know, like I'm not crazy. I know it's not a because pictures can be very deceiving too. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even just the horrible. I hate so much, so much on TikTok when people do like weight loss, you know, hashtag weight loss, mm-hmm. and that the when they're showing themselves, the look. I, I know that look because I ha- took that. I you know do it all the time. When you're showing the side, you're showing the back, you're showing the front, and it's just that look of shame. It's that mm-hmm. fucking before pictures. Before pictures. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my god! And then of course the after, but even the after pictures, their faces don't change much. You know, it's no. like. Like, because they haven't had carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're God. still unhappy because they haven't so eaten pasta. In right. It's, it's, punish, it's like a punishment. You should be punished for the way you look. And it's, right. it's so, it's so um, complicated. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, what we've done to ourselves. And it is. It truly you know, is. Yeah. It, Cause there's just, there's so many layers. It's not, there's not just like, that's why this could be like a full, I know that's why like, this is maybe two parts. Cause even yeah. like, I just heard in our consultation or our group consultation that eating disorders is the one, this is just floors me is one of the one disorders that you absolutely should be trained in. Like you should not like, not just any therapist can deal with an eating mm-hmm. disorder. Like you have to have be specially trained in eating disorders. And I feel like for that to be so serious, but then taken so lightly these days, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just like, we're not like, it's almost to me. It's like, it's like the opioid crisis. Like this is yeah. a crisis, like, you know, and how many yeah. people are not getting treated for those eating yes. disorders right. by a trained therapist. They're right. just like trying mm-hmm. to live their life and get through it. Right. Exactly. They have no professional help. Right. Cause yeah. you think eating disorder, you think super thin mm-hmm. ribs sticking out, you know? Mm-hmm. So absolutely yeah yeah that's all that's (laughs) awesome (laughs) no that's my story (laughs) yeah thanks for sharing Dan. yeah thank you so much much. that's a lot and i you know and and so at some point if you're comfortable with i'd love for you to talk a little more about like maybe in our next our next part about um and same with dave too because he has two girls um just about even things. Do you remember we were talking about that one consultation about your daughter and how you're, you're hearing the same kind of things? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Absolutely. The same things that were told to you as a kid, not yep. you're saying other people are, and you're like, oh, hell no. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And like making me want to jump across mm-hmm. the table at people like saying, you know, those things or, or even like the other day, my daughter was like, um, she was saying something about, I mean, my daughter is in dance and she is, I mean, she's a very, she's 15. Okay. Um, and she's I'm been pulling up a picture of her right now. Cause she's, so yeah. Awesome. Yeah. She's been in dance since she was a preschooler. I mean, and she absolutely loves it. Like it is her world. And she was saying something the other day about like just quitting. And I'm like, why in the world would you quit? Like, what are you talking about? Because Mm-hmm. nobody loves this more than you and she was like well my friends had said that I didn't look like that I didn't look as good as some of the other girls at the last mm-hmm. recital mm-hmm. and I'm like then those are not your friends <laughs> like oh. you need new friends like because those are not friends like they are not no mm-hmm. um and you know whether they they said anything about her weight or anything is is beside the point it's just like I think, you know, teaching 
I, I've really tried to focus on like teaching her to just surround herself with people who are going to build her up and not tear her down, you know, um, it, right. all of my kids, like you should surround yourself with people who believe in you. I wish we could just bring those TikTokers like around us all can you just be around my child you just follow me me, shadow me (laughs) just as a side note jen have you ever has your daughter ever mentioned uh amanda lecount no so she's a tiktoker but she's also like she's a hip-hop dancer choreographer actress singer model whatever and she is a larger girl Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times she talks about that where she's like, people think I can't do any of this because I'm a fat girl. Like, and yeah. she just says it out. I love that. Yeah. Like super bummed about tell, tell her to look that up because I it, am. We have to put her, that we'll put that on the Facebook. Yeah. Because... Amanda LeCount. She's that's so fantastic. Cool. I've been watching yeah. her. One of my weird things that I do in my off time is like, I watch choreography videos on YouTube. Oh, I love choreography. <laughs> right, like where it's the dance, like they learn the 30 second dance. They've been spending five and a half hours learning it and then they <laughs> do it for 30 seconds. Yes. But like, I've been watching her since she was younger because she was, she always stands out because she's really good. And <sighs> it had nothing to do with her like being a bigger girl, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's turned it I into a whole thing. I just love that. It's amazing. That, I, I, that, that means so much. That's just so huge. I can't get, I cannot get, I'm having the feels right now. I can't get over how like much that would be to have someone else be like, I, you're okay. Like you're not, no, you're not okay. You're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, take up all the space and yeah. like, you don't need to change you and take away, you know, things that you like to do, like dance and, mm-hmm. you know, showing off your body and, and then eating the things that you like to eat and just fitting in and eating yeah. all the things yeah. that the kids want to eat too. It's, it's a very representation does matter. It does. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love that there are like inclusive dance studios and things like that, that are just like everybody, all abilities, regardless of your size or your gender or you know whether you have <laughs> but both didn't, legs or one didn't, leg didn't or, we talk about this in consultation yeah. about how we probably wouldn't go to it if it was just like yoga for big girls or like right okay. yeah and don't like exactly let's just like, say don't all make it just one <laughs> like one thing because yeah. I mean like there's no I because I, I feel like it the pendulum swings to the other side like we get yeah. so hyper focused on like you know like plus size and you know being beautiful and blah 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 that like we swing the pendulum to the other side and you're like oh these you know women or men who are smaller like right they're not important anymore but they are you know I mean they're they're right. and they have just as body much issues. body issues and body image and Absolutely. you just can't see it and that's why it needs to be talked about more mm-hmm. yeah in fact that will be clu- included in one of the the parts is Aaron's uh, view with in the gay man's world is just oh, insane. Awesome. Yeah. For future parts, folks. <laughs> well, because too, like guys, I don't, I mean, you kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but like guys don't always have the same like representation as women when it comes to like this whole body positivity movement and all of that, which is, I mean, it's great, but a lot of times guys get kind of like left to the like side like, even if you look at like the mannequins at Target, that just always has bothered me because I'm like, oh, I walk by and there's like plus size, like there's mannequins of all shapes and sizes 
in the women's section and then you go over towards the men's section and it's only like skinny men you right. know and I'm like okay so we just are like completely ignoring an entire clothing section and like just assuming that all men are the same size uh-huh. but we've got you covered women you know which is great like I'm glad Target is doing that but I feel like there's room to to explore that body positivity for everybody not just one gender you know or one specific group of people right because I'm oh my god we could go in so many different ways with this now all of a sudden it popped up like I think about like older when you get older and yeah what that means when your body changes and oh mm-hmm. my gosh it's like why don't we just make this normal yeah you know mm-hmm. absolutely every yeah like normalized normal bodies like of all sizes regardless of yeah right <laughs> yeah well so I just want to say thank you Jen for sharing your story and uh that leads me now into my story and it's really interesting so when we showed up today for this podcast me and V because uh V is going to be sharing her story in our second part and we're both kind of like oh, I don't want to do this. Do I really want to do this? And we both realized in talking to each other that we haven't really shared our story with anyone. And that's, that's how much this isn't talked about. And even be asked like, what if women talk about this in therapy sessions, it's very, I, I don't hear a lot about that women talk about it. Cause I think they're still so ashamed. They'll always say like, I hate my body. I hate, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing enough yoga. I'm not, you know, I, I noticed I gained weight or they got really excited if they lost weight over a breakup. And I'm like, yep, I know that feeling. And like, you know. Is it sort of then it's become normalized to hate your body? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's, I think, isn't that what we're talking about? Well, like, yes, but like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying like, just because we haven't said that like flat out. Like, oh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think there's so much, that's why I wanted to have this podcast because I, I think there's so much secrecy behind yeah. it. And even like right now, I can tell you in somatic, my hands are absolutely numb and sweaty and I'm like my, my butterflies and I'm all my little inside parts, like, don't say it, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm going to be brave. Don't um, share the secrets. Don't share your secrets. But, um, so yeah, so, so my story, um, I can say like, I, I knew, I mean, three, four years old, um, being in dance class and, um, teachers flat out saying like, well, you're bigger, so you're in a bigger costume. And, and again, wasn't a big kid, you know, but, um, I knew that I was different. That made me feel very different. And again, not, she wasn't trying to be mean, <clears throat> but something in my little four-year-old self knew that I was wrong, you know, um, and so, and she was comparing me to my best friend, who was just this tiny little thing, you know, really petite. And so I'm like, okay, I, I suck. And which is so funny because my mom's like, man, like you were always like, you know, like head of the class, like on the stage, very confident, but like, I knew I wasn't, I could tell, like, I was not like, I thought I was the worst because of my body size. Well, so then like, that's my first memory. And then, um, when I was pretty young for a few, for a good amount of years, I was, um, went through some abuse stuff that no one knew about. And so my, um, so eating was my escape. And, um, 
but I think also looking back now, I think my body kind of bloated up to like kind of protect myself from what was going on. And so it's like, I wouldn't eat even that much more. I think like uh, probably like five or six. And then definitely um, probably until 12, 13. Okay. Quite Um, a long stretch then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like um, when I look back, it's like, you can already even tell, like I wasn't um, like, it wasn't from food. It was definitely my body was trying to protect me. And so um, I would, but what, what happened then is I started like, I think around like six or seven, I was bullied in school because I was bigger and it was, it was horrendous. It was constant. It was from the minute I walked in the classroom, from the teachers, kids, um, like bus drivers um, and, and like, and then just, and just straight up, like would just like girls, um, boys, um, I'm like, we'd go on vacations, kids in part. Like, I remember like all these boys like chanting when I like went on the swimming, like a diving board. Um, I had like my family members say stuff to me. My, I, my, my parents again, cause they were like, knew I was being bullied. I remember being on diets since I was seven, weight watchers, um, like, you know, Nutrisystem, Dexatrim, um, uh, you know, like trying to get me to work out. My dad, like, was like, you know, you should join swimming. And like swimming is like the one thing I love to do. So I didn't want to like use it as a exercise, you know, like, I didn't want to be like, like it to be boring, you know, but it's like, well, you, but you have a swimmer's body, you know, and, and, um, and this would be talked about at the dinner table in front of everybody. And then, um, so like, I, um, I remember like being in sixth grade and I remember kids being like, well, hold on. I'm sorry. It's almost bringing me to tears listening to you talk. Oh, about. your dad, you just said bringing it up at the dinner table. So right. This was something that your dad who was, we've talked about was a doctor. Right. So did he know like that this stuff was stressing they, you out? They knew that I was being like bullied. Okay. Like I'd be like crying. I mean, I was pretty much like suicidal my whole childhood life like I wanted to die like I would be crying every night and my mom would be like you know she'd try the whole like it's okay and you know I mean god bless my mom and dad love them so much but like it's okay like those kids don't know what they're talking about but it's like the pain was already so deep and it was so terrible and of course going through the other stuff I was going through um it was like why are you even here you know like it's like I I just thought like why am I here you know like I'm just kind of being great on both sides and so my my mom was like kind of like well, let's, if they're bullying, but wait, let's get rid of the weight kind of a thing, you know? But it's like, it. Like, like Jen said, they, they weren't trying to, they were trying to help. Right. They thought was mm-hmm. right. right. Like solution. no malicious intent. Right. 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 But that, yeah. but that, and yeah. And that was, you know, that's also Jen, like what I realized as an adult, like, okay, they weren't trying to, you know, mm-hmm. and even if that was my own kid, I don't know what I would do either. Right. Because it is so terrible. I mean, I, honestly, I probably would just, I would have had pulled my kid out. I was just done online schooling because it was just so video. I mean, I wasn't learning anything. I was so anxious. I was so terrified all the time. And um, I just kind of came home and kind of just kind of get lost in my own world. Like that's how I got into basically performing now because I would just literally just kind of escape through dancing and whatever. And um, so like, um, you know, trying to go through this diet. My, my parents would do the diets with me and but, it, but then my you know, brothers and sisters, you know, weren't doing it either. And um, so again, like you're, um, I'm in out, my mom's side of the family is British. So like, they're all very like, they did not like how Americans ate. So they 
said stuff all the time. Um, my grand, you know, grandparents said stuff and, um, I never had that grandma that like wanted to stuff food down. I was always jealous of like the grandmas that like, you know, I was um, too Alex, honestly, I I didn't have that either. (laughs) Right. Right. And, um, so, and I just felt likes me, you know, like, wow, I'm just, I suck. And, um, so then, and uh, I already feel like that's a pity party. I'm sorry, but I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so then I, like remember being in sixth grade and one girl who tried to friend request me, I'm like, Nope, not, not, no. Um, was like, God, you're so, you're funny, but you remind me of like John Candy or Roseanne. I'm like, Oh, John Candy, a man, a fat man. And Roseanne, like, I was just like, and it just, it fucking sucked. And then like, and then like the next day I'd go in and I'd say next to this dude who again will not, I just don't forget when friend requesting. He's like, guy, Alex, you are so fat. Like just, so blatant i'm like we're just sitting here in book time like i'm I don't literally know just existing i'm just <laughs> existing yeah and then and then the teachers would get involved too and they'd say shit and um they'd say no. shit to you alex oh about- yeah i mean oh. they'd be like you know they'd, they'd like like okay like one time we'd have like uh like you know learn to be healthy and they the kids like were saying like yeah you should go to a gym Alec like they were like looking at me and um teachers like yeah, yeah we couldn't be all healthier we could you know definitely be healthy you know like they just just say shit you know like, and you're thinking, like that, thinking that they're like including everyone in reality it's actually singling you out more right right like, mm-hmm. there was like there was just no protection from teachers at all they and because then they also kind of they loved the little jack kids that were you know great and whatever they loved them and it was it was just like um, and of course, you know, you're, you're not awkward. You're, you're the bratty kid or you're, you know, like I, I was probably whining at my, in my house and stuff, but it was like, cause I was so miserable, you know, in my head, like, it was just like food was the only thing that made me happy, you know? And, um, so, and then, you know, bus was terrible, you know, all these things. And then, um, when I got to be about, um, like, oh, and so then going to family reunions were terrible because you'd always kind of get that look and you get that look from family mm-hmm. members. And um, it was one of my cousins. I love my cousins so much, but I just have to tell the story. I think it was around 12. And I, that's the other thing. I just loved kids. You know, I loved my little cousins and stuff. And my little cousin said to me, like, wow, Alex, you've gotten quite chubby. And I like, and then she like turned to my sister and said, Alex has gotten quite chubby. And I'm like, I don't, I know this isn't her coming up with this. I think she probably heard it from her parents or something. And I was like, that's it. Like either I'm just going to end it or I'm going to do something about it. And so I, I was like 12 or 13. Okay. I just like stopped eating. I stopped eating. I did like 300 calories a day. I worked out for like an hour. 300 calories Yeah. A day? Yeah. So you yeah. were anorexic, I was, essentially. I was starving. I mean, but even, yeah. like, I was anorexic, and it didn't look like it. Because, like, right. like, big bones, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know every nutritional value of everything. Uh, how many points that is. Um, but, but, yeah. And so, 
Well then, oh, I got so much good attention. My grand, my mom's like, I right, can't wait for, losing I can't wait for my parents to see you and grandma and grandpa to see you. And I'm like, wait a minute, why are they so, why would that even, you know? Yeah, and, why would that matter? And then that's, right. that kind of, what that, you know, what that shows you is that you are going to be loved if you're smaller, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not happy to see you because it's you and, and people can, you know, not that my grandparents never said, I love you, but that's just, you know, what, but what you, you do get more of. attention. What you get, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So then I got more attention in school and I got more. It increases and, your work. Right. Yeah. Right. And um, plus I saw like, you know, I saw other people doing this too. And like, you know, like one of the things my sister just brought this up the other night, like scraping the cheese off your pizza. Cause you know, remember it was all about the fat, no fat. And mm-hmm. so it was like, just eat your cheeseless pizza. And I think I now just <laughs> started eating. Yeah. Right. Because now it's carbs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then I, but then of course that can't last forever. And then I was in high school and I started getting introduced to the marijuanas and the drinking. So I started gaining weight. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck. So then I started bulimia. Yeah. And I started throwing it all up. And so I would, I mean, I was like, you know, I'd have like a spoon with me. Oh, so gross. And like, (laughs) <laughs> and then, so that was like high school and then I came to college and then it was like all the anxiety hit me of uh, everything I had gone through in the last like 15, 16 years. And plus I was still bulimic when I went to St. Scholastica and kind of doing the same kind of thing, like working out as much as I can. Cause I wanted to get back to that first time of losing all that weight. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then I was start, started having heart problems. I started like, like my, like my dad was like, because of, the bulimia. because of the bulimia, I didn't realize it, but I was like having a lot of heartburn and indigestion. You and, really don't realize how much that fucks up your body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, oh, even to this day, it's like, late. I still have freaking like heart. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. And that's actually what's so interesting about Amy Winehouse is like, everyone thinks she had alcoholism. It's really because her heart because of bulimia. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, so I'm like, okay, I got to stop this. Like I, I got to stop because this is not good. Well, then it was just like back to the old, you know, gained all the way back and whatever. And, and then it just started into the whole cycle of should I diet? Should I not? Should I diet to this day? I mean, like to this day is like, should I get back on a diet? Yeah. So I would, I started to realize how many triggers I have in my daily life. Um, just even like, I can't even, if, if I see someone's on Facebook that they're on a diet and they're losing, I have to unfollow them. And, um, if I like, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I almost even want to say almost, I do want to say like, I don't want to hear about dieting in when I'm doing hair, when we're in session and stuff, it's, it's totally different in therapy because it's their story. But when I feel like when it's doing hair, then I play a partner too. And, you know, they'll even like, you know, people will say like, Oh, do you still work out? Oh, do you still? And, um, like even I've had people say to me, the divorce was like one of the worst things because when I first found out that my wife was cheating on me, all these women would say, um, well, at least now you can lose the weight. Like you can like divorce diet's the best. You don't eat anything. And I'm like, Oh my God. Now I not only found out that my partner has been cheating on me for 10 years, but I, if I don't lose weight during this, I'm going to look like, it's not going to be a success story. Right. It's not going to be, a, it's not going to be, a, add on. Yeah, it's not going to be a comeback. And, right. um, and so, um, and, and even people have said like, yeah, you gained weight after divorce, but oh my gosh, you're so much happier now. And I'm like, 
why does my weight have anything to do with it? Do you also know that I was also starving myself when I was with my partner? She, you know, it was terrible. Like I was very unhappy. I was very, very anxious. And so, um, so yeah, it's just, it's like, you have no idea, no idea what people have been through and their stories. And, um, I, I just, I, I, it's so, it's like an ongoing, it literally feels like that, that, that 13 year old self. And I've even worked with her in therapy when we do parts work, the part that was like, either we're going to like die or we're going to like fix it. And what it means is you can't eat. And I'd be, I'd be starving and, and starving myself. And I've always wanted to get back to that. Like, it's like, but you lost weight once so you can, you know, so it's like anytime I, you know, my, and my body's changing now, I'm going to my forties and it's like, here we go again. You know, it's like, and, and it's just pushed in your face, like so much. It just, it's, it's like, you can't, you think about every day. I think about every single day still, there's not a day that goes by. I don't think about my weight. And I just, it makes me so sad to think about how much time I have lost Mm -hmm. obsessing about it. And I look at pictures of me when I'm a kid and I'm like, you're just a peanut. It was just a peanut. I can't believe how many people comment on my weight. I can't believe it. And so it's like, and, and the family members and the, you know, and, and like, oh, and I see it happening with um, my, my, I see it happen with younger kids. I'm like, you try to tell the parents, like, please don't do that. And they're like, no, but we want to help them. We're helping them. It's like, it's not helping them. They know that they don't fit in. They know, we all know that a cupcake mm-hmm. is, is not great for you. We know that like, well, and no. the reality is, is what you're saying is ultimately your worth is wrapped up in the way that you go. Yes. yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, even like I can, and it was my last sad story, but even like my, my grad school picture, I was like, God, I look so fat. And I'm like, you graduated grad school and that like, that's, <laughs> and that's what you're choosing to focus on. <laughs> yeah. That's the way to take it. But I can't help. That's the, I'm being honest, you know, like I'm being real and um, it, it, and, and my, I, again, love my family, but the first thing someone says, have you seen, you know, whatever she's gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Have you seen blah, blah, they've gained a lot of weight. It so is one of the first it is. Yep. I hear that all yep. the time. And so it's like, how can you not think that? Like, if you're doing well, you've lost weight. That's, and like, even like I tell Lori, I'm like, I never really had goals because I'm like, my goal was always to lose weight. Like, it was just like, that's some fucked up shit and we need to talk about it and absolutely um and and yeah and so I'm starting to be more honest and I'm starting to just like like let people know instead of kind of what I would do is retreat to my corner and cry and be like okay you know what tomorrow the diet starts you know tomorrow I'm getting back on track tomorrow you know like you know and it just like to break that cycle is is hard Mm -hmm. so yeah, yes, that's nice. Well, that's in the same story. vein that we said to Jen, like, thank yeah. you for yeah. sharing your story. Yeah, that's absolutely, cool. Alex. Yeah, it it's, does not feel great, um, <laughs> but, and no, sure, the mic, um, but I, that's why I'm like, it's freaking time. It is time <laughs> to start talking about this and not just like um, other people and celebrities, but people um, that we know and like, even like what's happening with, Rebel Wilson. I was just so sad. I was so sad that now she, you know, she's lost weight and everyone's like, oh, she looks so great. It's like, 
you don't know what that's done to people who are like finally someone you know who's okay with themselves and now it's like nope she lost weight too like Mm-hmm. we lost another one and it just it hurts <laughs> and even Lizzo like it's like oh so Lizzo, great with Lizzo no. and then yeah it's like did damn Lizzo it lose yeah she's she she's been, yeah. yeah yeah I know Adele did yeah. right divorce weight oh right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then I love Adele though the way she's handling she's like why are you so concerned about my body she's not trying to be like well, right she's like yeah. lay off yeah. like I'm going through a hard freaking time Mm-hmm. you know like so um people should care about that first right right like going through how can we help you like what can we support you you know through this yeah of, like oh girl you hot now. i know like that's the I first know. Thing. like i don't care man like i'm seeing some shit <laughs> i don't want to hear about how hot exactly. i am i'm hurt exactly yes yes and i'm, I'm not like, okay right now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i um yeah it's it it and then and when it's in also enmeshed with your own family too that's just because mm-hmm. then it's like every holiday i'm triggered that i'm gonna go home and make up oh, they're gonna be like asking yeah, made or every you know it's like that just sucks because you don't get to enjoy th- what you should get to enjoy well and that almost enforces the stick the the not, is it the stigma maybe but it enforces the like you know on the holidays you go home and, you, and like oh you've gained some weight like it enforces that it's still okay to do it yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's a lot of turkey you had today. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's too- <laughs> how many pieces, pieces of pie? Eating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So then, then that. it got translated my family into drinking. So, like, the shame from eating went to shame from drinking, and so it was like, and my dad is like, "Well, when you drink a lot, your face puffs up, and you don't, you know." And it's like, great. So, like, and it's the same. So I, so I have the same kind of stigma in myself about, am I drinking too much? Am I, you know? And it's like. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, so I just, you feel like everyone's watching everything you do and like, you know, every like sip you take or thing you put in your mouth or whatever. And you got to think of how many people are, are feeling that same way. And, you know, so it's, it's crazy. And those bullies, man, they live in your head forever. I mean, how many of us can remember our bullies names? Absolutely. Yep. Oh yeah. (laughs) say their names (laughs) um yeah so anyway but i um yeah i I just hope that this helps other people talk about it and share their stories and it's not fun it's not fun to like say you were bullied it's not fun you know you want to say like i was on yeah miss teen prince i don't freaking know but at least that like i was okay My, yeah I, I felt okay like i was doing okay and like yeah right the reality of it is that probably not right yeah. yeah yeah so i think it's just yeah good to get that perspective mm-hmm. and i don't i didn't even think of a. I don't think this one needs to have a skirt because no. it's our it's our it's a special series mm-hmm. but i would definitely <laughs> say like even just doing this, like talk to your, you know, talk to more people and tell them mm-hmm. where you came from and, and what, what does trigger you? Because, mm-hmm. um, I right, think, like be honest about your triggers and yeah. not hide it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just be careful, you know, and I shouldn't say be careful about like posting about, but you know, weight loss and stuff, but, um, but understand just know I will have- unfollow you. <laughs> well, <laughs> but understand that like the impact 
yeah that's the intent for a lot of people that yes brilliant Aaron. and like Thank as, you. as proud of yourself as you can be for that like sure. you you also maybe aren't recognizing like what that means for you and right. like maybe a fucked up undertone that yeah. you yeah. feel that you need to post on the internet to be like, look at what I have done yeah. and you're going to like it. And you're going to tell me how hot I am. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I need like, kind of unhealthy engagement right. to get into. It, it, and then it it's is. like, that's not enough likes or oh, yes, this person no, didn't say I looked good, so but oh, I guess this friend, did, I don't really care about them. You know, like it's still a double-edged sword. That's not going to make you feel better. Yeah. Right. It's all internal work. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Because even just, you know, really quickly here, like, then I, I talk, oh my God, talk about body dysmorphia. Mm. I <laughs> didn't really know how I, what, if I looked when I was seeing in the mirror, it was real because I didn't think mm-hmm. I was fat, but other people were telling me that. So now I, that's why I have to say, do I look fat? Cause I'm like, I feel good, but I, am I just fooling myself? Right. You know, like am I supposed to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, am I, is that, it's not what it really looks like or something. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So so that it's it's there's it's hard to know like what you look like to other people and I think that's a really hard to like differentiate and separate judging yourself based on what other people's opinion of what you might look like versus like what is my opinion right of what I look like you know Mm -hmm. right really difficult to differentiate Mm -hmm. the two things Mm -hmm. I have a question for Jen and Alex and this could be a potential on the spot skirt but you mentioned <laughs> triggers you you know what triggers are for you mm-hmm. but what if you haven't thought about that what if you haven't gone to school and have a master's in and- <laughs> <laughs> well so that or LICSW that's just from going to therapy so not, okay not being a therapist but my I question know. is for everybody else out there who maybe doesn't understand what their trigger might yeah. be that is worried about weight how or what can be something that you look for <laughs> you got a guess there yeah. uh, <laughs> to anybody who's listening and won't see this video Jen is on a zoom call right now and her door is slowly creeping open and then shutting, opening up again oh there it is there it is again is. and she's crawling thing. on the floor yeah. so <laughs> so yeah what would what would be a things that could possibly be a trigger or things to I guess look for to acknowledge like oh hey this is a trigger for me right well and Jen I don't know how you want to answer this I guess what I would say is when you notice that something you see or hear or um and you know smell or whatever it it brings up a strong emotion Mm -hmm. that maybe not might not fit the situation or might not it it just it's a lot stronger than normal so like um an example like when I'm scrolling on Facebook and a friend posts I'm doing you know this diet and I've lost so much weight I immediately the 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 thought that comes up to me is unfollow them first and then and I Often we'll text Aaron and blah 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 as I'm <laughs> like a little. I usually know. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that I? It's the thoughts that come up that instead of thinking like a normal thought, maybe would be like, oh, blah blah is not last week. Great, that's good. You know, keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. But mine that comes up is like, oh, they're you know, um, they have more self control than me. 
Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I just... I just found the words for that. I used to not really know the words. I used to just automatically feel bad, mm-hmm. but, and, and, and then again, self-control, it goes into the drinking. Like when I see other people just sipping, sipping their drink for like three hours, I'm like, and I'm like already on my third. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> I immediately think they have more self-control than me. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, now I can recognize that and say like that it doesn't have anything to do with you. Right. You still have, there's a part of you that's still hurting and needs to like be healed. So I don't have to, I don't have to be affected by that. But once you start to learn that when you, when you have those strong emotions mm-hmm. is usually what I would say, what would, what would you say B or Jen? Like, well, I, I think too, I think the thing to remember is a lot of like identifying your triggers happens in hindsight. You know, it's like not, a lot of times if you sit down with somebody in therapy and you're like, okay, we're going to talk about like what your triggers are. People can kind of guesstimate, but like until they've actually experienced it and they're like, oh yeah, I binged after this or I, you know, I, whatever, unless they've actually experienced it, they don't really know a lot of times what's going to trigger them. And so I think it's always helpful to like, if you, if you have experienced a really strong, powerful, you know, maybe negative reaction or emotion towards something, or if you do like have a, you know, kind of a night of emotional eating or whatever to identify that in hindsight, like look it over the next day and whether you journal or whether you, you know, just talk about it with a friend or just reflect on it in your own head, just look at like, what was I feeling and what could have potentially led me to like, I like in DBT dialectical behavioral therapy, they do the whole 24 hours. Like what was happening 24 hours before this behavior that you wanted to change, you know? And so I always like that for identifying triggers because then you can kind of suss out like, well, maybe I ran into my ex and, you know, then I felt like I wasn't good enough, you know, in that whole kind of whatever. And then I went and I ate a pint of ice cream and a bag of Doritos or whatever, you know? Um, yep. Yep. So like just identifying it all in hindsight so that the next time it happens, you can have, you can bring awareness to it. Um, for the next time you feel that emotion, you can bring awareness to it and say, well, I can, I can choose to respond to the way I did last time and emotional eat or whatever, or I can choose to maybe handle it a different way this time and see how that goes. And there's got is there something about maybe recognizing that it's probably going to be a trigger more than once before you mm-hmm. recognize it? Yes. Yes. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah if, it keeps, if it keeps coming up. Because the first time it happens, it might, you are probably not going to recognize it. And it's probably a couple times where you're like, okay, I did this before. That, <laughs> like you were just saying. That's like, yeah. a, such a good point. Cause, of that, cause yeah, so many times you don't, like, I remember there'd be clients, hair clients coming in who had lost weight and I would like start get, I'd start to get really anxious about like what I was wearing or what I looked like before they came in. I didn't even think of it. And then I started to put it together like, oh my gosh, like it, yeah. And it's, it, well, and it's kind of like give yourself a little <clears> bit of grace where it's like, no, I didn't recognize it the last yeah, 20 right. times it happened, but now I'm starting to piece that together. Well, and give yourself grace for reacting to it. Cause like yes. someone could, could immediately say, oh my God, like no one cares what you look like. No one cares. It's like, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I get it. 
I fucking get it. Okay. But <laughs> that's not what's happening in this messed up little brain of mine. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm owning it. I'm owning my psychosis, but um, that's, psychosis. that's just what happens. It's intense. <laughs> you know, well, cause like, that's why I think I love about TikTok. Cause I finally have seen that other women feel just like I do. And I'm like, Oh God. Cause I, you know, I've been called obsessive about it. I've been called like, you know, all these things. And it's like, dude, you didn't grow up how I did. So that's how it is. I think it's also important to acknowledge that finding your triggers takes a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And it's not just mm-hmm. like, oh, I right. did this a couple of times. Like it often means that you're talking to somebody about this. Like maybe you're in therapy or you're like working on it actively. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes so much self-awareness and just like. Right. It's not willing. like a light, it's not like a yeah. light bulb just flips on and you're, right. you're like, oh, that's my trigger. It doesn't happen right. day to day. Like right. you really have to dig into this you if you want mm-hmm. to. And like, that's probably why a lot of people don't. Cause it's, it's a deep trauma. Just, you know, like all the other traumas that we experience, well, it's not fun to go through. No, and there's and, a lot of work involved. In yes. And Absolutely. so it, it is an active, like kind of engagement and stuff that you have to take in order to get there. And otherwise you may just never know your triggers. And that's how a lot of people go on. And that's, that's fine. That's their, their option. Too. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it reminded me again, again, of why me and Jen wanted to have this, because we were talking about um, how triggering eating in front of people is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a freaking random ass trigger in the other day, like even my family, also my hands started sweating and I'm like, what is happening? Like, I don't, I didn't, <laughs> and I, I think I, I told, I, think I, I don't know if I told Jen, but yeah, I think I did. And you were like, yeah, eating in front of, Hey, <laughs> eating in front of, um, sorry, Jen's son came in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, eating in front of people is, um, is so, so vulnerable because, mm-hmm. um, and, and I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking of it. I was just eating a meal. And now I look back and my sister did mention, she kind of made a joke comment about well, you and our other sister and her, you know, eating disorder. I don't know what she, and I was like, Oh, and <laughs> just like, I didn't think of it. But then of course, like our food came and I started sweating and I was like, Hey, and so my body, my body reacted. My hey, mind I'm triggered. <laughs> Look at this. I'm triggered. The body always remembers. The body remembers. So it was like, yes. I didn't even, I couldn't, couldn't even plan that shit. Right. It just happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes it surprises you that they're still there. Like, so I think an important part of like deciding to do that work is having like self-care things in in place so like for me once we kind of mentioned that was like some grounding right like you kind of do this and a lot of times like you can kind of dissociate from your body as you're looking at all of this and like oh but like the body always remembers and so like what can you do to kind of like come back together after that like pull it back so you're like okay you know I can move forward after I did all of this and that looks a lot of different ways for people whether Mm -hmm. that's like breathing or finger tapping or you know some people um I've seen that you like kind of trace letters or words like on a, on a body part. Right. So a lot of times like it's your leg and you're either spelling the alphabet or you're saying like, you're okay. Like you're enough. Like you're doing great. So like, you know, something like that. So that, um, with this like kind of deep dive comes like, okay. And now I did that and I'm going to like move on and go to the dishes or go, you know, kind of like what comes next as you just can't like 
expect yeah. all of this work exactly. without like some yeah yeah I think that's so why I need to shut the door on it for a second and it's like okay that door is shut I'll open it again when I need to yeah well and that's why I I think it really helped for me that I sound I said out loud what was happening in my body at the moment and I know that we Mm -hmm. know Jen is good about this somatic stuff like you have to connect with your body so that you don't just float away into your head because that's what your body wants to do it's it naturally dissociates that's safer yeah Mm -hmm. so um yeah it's a that's a really good point it's a really good point Mm mm-hmm yeah. So grounding. Yeah. Grounding is always good. I wish there's a different word for it. Yeah. I don't like grounding. It's weird. Yeah. It is but there's weird. so many things online that like, if you're like, what do you mean by that? Like right. there's lots of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never called it grounding. I always call it like recentering or centering yeah. or something along those lines. Or like a reboot, re- yeah. restarting yeah. kind yeah. of a thing. I think that's a good way to you want to add 2021 technology <laughs> to it? <Yeah>. Reboot. <laughs> Update your viruses. Uh, virus <laughs> Maybe not the viruses. Maybe don't <laughs> update the viruses. No, we the virus protection. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that was a really good part one of our fat I shit um, series. And I'm just really excited to keep the conversation going. A different time um and i think that's a really good important to bring it up around thanksgiving when we're all you know gonna be e- eating around and yes. being around family yes. and you know and and no- just kind of notice what what different things come up and it's okay it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and if you need to call dave call, call dave we'll put his cell phone out there you need to reach out you have a license right <laughs> He'll be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> License to kill. No. Okay. Different way. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for yes, being on. And I'm well, so thank you our, all for our, having me. I was fun too. It was awesome to hear your story and, and you made the way that I felt comfortable to tell my story. And then next time we'll get to hear V's story and talk a little more about all of it. All, so, of it. all the things. All right. Well, All everyone right. have a good gobble gobble day, and we're gonna we are gonna put something on the Facebook about your favorite Thanksgiving side yes. dishes. Yes, I can tell you right now, mine's stuffing. Let's be oh, honest. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. It's okay Best. to be wrong. Is it? <laughs> oh, okay, wait really? for the episode, folks. Okay. Yeah, stay tuned. Right. I just don't like stuffing. Quite <laughs> <laughs> your pretty little mouth. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.